This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast, guys. So on today's episode, I'm super excited to be able to share this conversation with our newest coach, Girl Fit Method's newest assistant coach, Kat, who is an absolute ray of sunshine. She's honestly so incredible and her story is a really powerful one. I did want to jump on here and just give you a trigger warning, though. Um, we do discuss eating disorders. So if that's something that you don't really want to hear about today, I'd probably just give this episode a bit of a miss. Anyway, let's get stuck into the conversation. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I have a very special, lovely lady by the name of Kat with me. She is Girl Fit Method's newest assistant coach. Hello, Kat. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you on and to finally formally introduce you to everybody. So let's get stuck into it. Why don't you kick us off with telling us a little bit about young Kat when she was growing up, a bit about your family life. Um, Yeah. And where you went to school, all that sort of stuff. Okay. So I grew up in North Platte, Nebraska, so it's this little town kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I have a younger sister and an older brother, and yeah, grew up kind of on a farm, actually. My dad um, had a hobby of, like, raising cows, and so we just kind of grew up being outside and um, being super, like, athletic. We were always, like, doing something outside, going on hikes, taking care of animals, so that's kind of what my childhood was like. What a nice childhood. That's like the dream, growing up on a farm. Oh, yeah. Did you learn how to milk cows? Okay, so our cows weren't milk cows, but we did get to, like, my dad bought them as calves, so we would bottle feed them. We had to bottle feed them for, like, a year. So crazy. You can tell I know nothing about farming. Like, when I think of cows, all I think about is, like, milk where I'm sure like there's probably was it more so the meat that he would farm them for like to eat them mm-hmm. yeah exactly we just okay. had like four mm-hmm. were they big cows and I'm assuming they'd have to be like big meaty cows oh, yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah it was like I think he just wanted to be able to like have his know where the cow came from and then just kind of like be a little bit more self-sustaining it was kind of cool so cool. It's kind of like ahead of its time. Now we're all about that, aren't we? I know you can buy like a whole animal essentially. Um, well, I know you can in Australia and I'm sure that you can in other parts of the world where you know exactly where your meat's coming from. And I think it's a great idea. You know how well the animal's been treated. The quality of the meat is so much better. There's so much research come out about the benefits of grass-fed beef as opposed to grain-fed beef. Um, but that sounds like such a cool upbringing. Okay, cool. So that was home life. Um, I suppose let's delve into, as you get a little bit older, teenage years, um, and I know you've got a really great story that I know a lot of people are going to relate to regarding your relationship really with food and with body image. So it's a little bit of a, 
I guess, a little bit of a hard story. I know you've been through a fair bit, but where did it all kind of kick off when you became first aware of your body and of food? Yeah, so I started off actually, I was in dance. So I did tap, jazz and ballet probably for about like six or seven years. Um, And I remember our dance teacher being kind of openly like would openly talk about girls bodies and I think that's kind of where I first became aware she never talked like negatively about um any of our bodies but she would just make off comments and you would just kind of like hear that and take that in and then honestly it didn't really phase me too much until I probably got into like eighth grade starting in high school and I was kind of bullied And for some reason, I thought that it was because of my weight. I was never really like a chubby kid. I was always super athletic. And in dance, I was very trim um, and very small for for a kid my age. But I think as I got older, puberty hit, my body started changing. And I just kind of started to feel like all the negativity I was receiving was because of my body. that That that's why that was. And So a part of me just kind of like wanting to get out of, you know, feeling lesser because I did feel lesser for my body, which is so awful. But I think so many people understand that, that I just kind of decided that I was just going to really kind of start eating less. And I had known of about like anorexia from like some friends who had like, you know, Um, siblings who had struggled with it and so I was like well you know if that's what's happening to them like maybe I should do the same and there's kind of this really sick sort of power that came with not eating I guess like it's that control and people started treating me different and so it was like just reaffirmed that that negative thought of like I'm treated badly because of my body. If I make myself less and become really thin and really what society would think is beautiful, well, then people like me and people um, almost kind of like, there wasn't like, it's weird to say reverence, but people were just kind of like, wow, like you're so different. Like it was almost like an ugly duckling situation where I was an ugly duckling And then all of a sudden, like over the period of a summer, I came back a swan and people were just like dumbfounded that that happened. And this is all from my perspective. Obviously, I'm the center of my own story. So probably not on everybody else's mind like it was on mine. Um, But yeah, and so it just kind of solidified this like negative cycle of wanting to be small and feeling that being small was actually a protection for me. Well, yeah, I mean, you were clearly getting feedback. So it's kind of like, especially when you're at that age, you're so impressionable and really your ultimate goal is to fit in and to be accepted and to feel valued and seen. And so you weren't valued and seen or you felt you weren't prior and then you start making these changes visually and you're getting this positive reinforcement. And that's so dangerous, isn't it? Especially when someone's already in a really negative place regarding food and whether weight loss occurs, if it's coming from extreme restriction or potential eating disorder, those comments are just feeding that person. And um, such a shame that 
and I and I guess it's just the society that we live in. And I think there's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot. I guess a lot of different shaped bodies are more celebrated now. However, that's only like a really recent thing. Still, I would say women, as soon as they see someone lose weight, if they have a friend that's lost weight, a family member, it's just so normal to congratulate them or figure out why. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, oh, you've lost weight. How'd you do that? It's like oh, yeah. this status. Um, and that's clearly something that you fed off of. So probably started off somewhat innocent. However, you know, eating disorders soon turn pretty nasty. So from that point, what kind of happened moving forward? Yeah. So, so I started getting like treatment when I was a senior in high school. And then honestly, when I went to college, I felt like it had gotten better like it just kind of faded into the background, not that anything really had changed, but I wasn't so focused on it just with the newness of going to university. And then I started dating this guy who it was just a toxic relationship in general. And that sent me back into kind of like a spiral of just over control. Um, but the thing is, is that with like disordered eating, so it wasn't as bad as the eating disorder in high school, but with disordered eating, it's like I ran the gambit. And I, and I think that that's pretty common just to start with, you know, one, and then you can't continue it. Like with, with not eating, it's no one can continue to not eat until they get to a very drastic place for very long. Like eventually you just, you just can't keep it up for most people. Um, and so that happened with me. So it's like I would restrict, but then I would binge, you know, and feel all this shame and then go into the cycle of restricting, you know, and even like binging and purging like that came up, you know, not as often, but like a couple times, you know, it's like it it popped his head out. And so it honestly was just kind of like, and there would be cycles where it's like when I would get into really high stress, you know, it would rear its head again and then things would chill out and then it wouldn't be such a big deal, but it was kind of cyclical. Like it would get intense at times and then not at all. And it just went on for years until, until girlfriend method, really. Yeah. We will definitely touch on that. Um, But just going back to, I guess you moving into that more binge um, and it will say eating disorder because I think you can binge, people can binge on foods, but binge eating disorder is a, a, a real eating disorder. And you're right. When you restrict for so long, your body will want to fight back. It can't sustain really not getting enough food and essentially starving and for you to be able to maintain that somewhat, you know, I don't want to call it self-discipline, but really sickness in the way that you view food like and the thought of how much food that you should be eating your body's gonna become hyper vigilant I tell this to girls all the time who say they're very food focused as well of course you're food focused if you are consistently under eating your body is aware of that your body wants to keep you alive it's your best friend essentially and so it is going to make you become obsessed with food and you are going to feel out of control around foods and really the only way to overcome that is to actually start eating enough and you would know as a coach now that 
it's so funny that when girls actually do start to eat enough food, those tendencies to overconsume and to feel the need to binge dissipate because they're actually fueling their body adequately. But that takes, you know, it takes a big step of faith because it's quite scary when you're in this mindset of, you know, whether there's like an, a calorie number in your head that you feel that you don't want to go over or there's certain foods that you fear and having to challenge that. But the beautiful thing is, is that there's freedom at the other end of that. It just takes, takes a lot of bravery and courage to be able to step, um, step forward into what feels like the unknown and challenge your fears around food. And, you know, it sounds to me like you really used food in a way to be able to control certain aspects of your life or have some sense of false control. Um, Mm -hmm. And food was very much controlling you even though you thought you were in control of food right sure absolutely how did did that all play out so you're in this relationship that's probably um not very doesn't sound like it was very beneficial for you or positive from there to coming to us what kind of happened between you know the time between those two things yeah so I I honestly just got fed up it's like I you know after a while you know, nothing is worth the mental stress. And honestly, nothing, this is something that, you know, just shocks me. But when you are so focused on food, when food is all you can think about, you really can't grow that much in other areas of your life. Personally, with work, you know, it's like you can to a degree, but it is such a, a mental constraint And I think for myself, just as I progressed, you know, through life, I just, it's just like life has to be more than food, just being so unsatisfied, yet at the same time, not able to kick, like thinking about it and just feeling that like obsessive, like you said, like, because I was under eating constantly thinking about food it's always on your mind. And I just got to a point where it was just like, this is not what life is about. Like life is not about me wondering about what I'm going to have for lunch. And then once I have lunch, thinking about dinner and how I can, you know, have less for dinner than, than this. And then, oh, but wait a minute, like what, what, what did I have for breakfast again? And then just constantly going through this cycle where all I think about is food after a while, you know, just starting to ask myself hard questions, like, is it worth it? Like, is this life? Am I actually living life? Like, am I ever even confident enough in my body, even at the size that it was to wear the clothes that I wanted or to dress up? I was always wearing, you know, baggy clothes. And it's kind of like, even when I had a body that, you know, others might've been like, wow, that's so great. It's like, I didn't have the confidence to wear what I would have loved to wear, you know, for my body shape at that point. And then, you know, at the same time, life wasn't moving forward. It wasn't progressing. And you just get so sick and tired of being hungry and thinking about food. And so I had heard about reverse dieting, actually, because, you know, even if I, you know, was brave enough to eat more that day or more for like a week. It was just like my body, you know, it's just like, I felt like my body was just putting on fat and holding on to fat so much. And so it was in that, that I was like, okay, heard about reverse dieting, thought I would try it myself. 
but was honestly like would get only so far and then I'd be a little scared (laughs) and then like back out. Um, But I did notice that like incrementally, like over time, raising my calories a little bit, you know, but just really realizing I needed a coach and I needed help and I don't want to live my life like that anymore. You know, I love that. You know, with that choice, I think comes an element of feeling like you deserve more. And that's when change can happen because as you were talking, all I could think about was ultimately, yeah, all of these horrible things were happening. You were thinking about food all the time. You were sick of feeling probably very anxious and depressed constantly because your life was just completely controlled by food, by feeling hungry, by hating yourself. But what had happened with you is you realized that you deserved more. Mm. And I think that is the key. That is the game changer is the, the person who is going through that needs to understand or get to the realization that they feel like they deserve more in their life than what they're being served. Because ultimately, you know, and I talk about this all the time, that the way that you view yourself, the way that you think about yourself, your mindset about yourself will manifest in the kind of life that you have. And if you don't think you deserve anything, then you are going to live a life that you're going to really hurt yourself because you believe that's all you're worthy of. And when you get to a point where you think, and maybe you don't fully believe it, but maybe you think, you know what, maybe life is more than this. Maybe my value is more in the way that I look or more than the number on the scale or the size of my clothes, but you can explore really what life is about and you can get your life back. Yeah. You need to want that for yourself because it's hard. It's really hard work. And that takes us to, I suppose, doing that reverse diet, right? And you also talked about your body just holding on to fat. And, you know, we see this all the time. And I know what's really hard is that when people do have that realisation and they think, okay, I don't want to live like this anymore. Well, they're in a position where their only option is to move up and is to eat more essentially. And that can result in fat gain. And that can be really difficult because that's usually the last thing that you want. It's your biggest fear. So I guess going back to that position, so you try to do it on your own, which we always say, good luck. (laughs) It's too hard to do on your own. I didn't do it on my own. Um, And I think a very small percentage of people can do it on their own. You really need to work with someone who understands it and that can guide and support you there. And, And let's just preface once again that if you actually have a diagnosed eating disorder, you should be seeing a therapist Working with a nutritionist, working with a trainer is wonderful, but you need to really be working with a therapist first because this sort of stuff is deep work. It's not just surface level calories, surface level like exercises. This is deep stuff that you need to be working on. So with that aside, um, you decided to work with us. Now, how did you feel starting with us? What was going on? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was so nervous but so excited. I really was. I would, you know what, to like take, I don't know what it was, but to take like the mental edge off of it or just to help me through, I would just picture myself like, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I gained like so much, you know, fat, right? Because that was really my, I was like, what if I gained so much fat? And I would literally just sit with it and be like, okay, if I gained fat, I would probably look like this. I would probably feel bad. But, you know, 
but it would be worth it, you know, just to like prepare for the worst. Yeah. But I was, I was so nervous. I really was. Oh, it's a scary. I also like, I remember if I think back about um, my situation and it's like, when you start to eat more, it's in your gut, the butterflies in your stomach. You're like, oh my gosh, this is a thing that I've been avoiding for so many years. And now I'm doing the absolute opposite. Um, and that's completely normal. But my goodness, how empowering is it to just kick that fear in the butt and do what you know you need to do anyway, because it gets you to some incredible places. So before we jump forward to the outcome for you, I want to talk about your experiences and the struggles that you faced through your time coaching with us. So I want to be really open and honest and and raw about the difficult times. So do you want to shed some light and let us know what that kind of looked like? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that my journey, you know, through being coaching coached was like, it had its ups and its downs. So it was never just like the steady progression. You know, it was never like a steady, like going up, like there'd be some peak times and some low times. Um, I think for me, you know, a low time was like, you know, I hadn't done resistance training before. And so like I was growing, I mean, I was like building muscle. And so in building muscle, some of my clothes started feeling tighter in different places and it just wasn't comfortable. And for a little bit, that was a really low period. That was hard to just kind of like realize, okay, the clothes that I have, you know, they're uncomfortable to the point where I need to get bigger clothes. Now it wasn't like, like crate going up, like in so many sizes, it was literally just going a size up. But for some reason, you know, it's like the hardest part was letting go of the old size But the most blissful moment is once I accepted that and was like, Kat, this is good. Like, you are doing a good thing. Like, this is hard stuff, but you need to do this. Like, you are actually getting closer to your goal. And that was an epic win because it's like, but literally there was like such a wall that I hit when it came to embracing the new me. Because it literally is a letting go. Like there's a little bit of like, you know, letting your old restrictive self kind of die. And it's hard because that that person might have been someone who you cling to to get through something difficult like I did. Like it might be somebody, you know, that like you that was a source of control for you and a close friend and something hard. And so when you're letting go of that restrictive mindset in some ways it's like losing a friend, but it's a toxic friend that you don't want around, but it's something that you've, especially if you've had it for a while, that is really hard. But, and so in there, it kind of comes in stages. Like there'll be a moments where you feel that letting go a little bit, you know, and then, you know, there'll be kind of moments later on down the road where it might be even a little bit harder, a little bit more intense, but as you continue to remind yourself, and as I reminded myself, why I was doing it and who I was becoming and that it was a good thing. Like that moments after the breakthrough, you know, you feel so much better, but there's a tension and a pressure that I would feel leading up to those moments, like getting, you know, buying some new clothes. And then it was like, and then it got so much better, but you know, those different 
things that you notice about yourself that maybe you used to like, like a thigh gap or, you know, the way your arms looked or some, you know, the way like, you know, even like your bones protruding in some places and then realizing that those are going away, that can be really, really hard. Yeah, I guess like there's something I heard. I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about how you need to break down before you go through a breakthrough. And when you know you're going through a breakdown, that's a really big sign that something good is about to happen. And that's just what happens when we challenge ourselves and we put ourselves in situations where we're challenging our fear. Ultimately, like when we understand how our brain works, we feel fear because our body is using it and our mind is using it as a way to be able to keep us safe and protect us, right? Now, we know that fear is not always accurate. It's not always telling us the truth. And so we are going to have a sense of anxiety when things start to change. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, right? And with anxiety, if we even look at it in other aspects of life, people have irrational fears about so much stuff. People have irrational fears about leaving their house. Does that mean that they should never leave their house? Well, no, we can look at that and we can go, all right, well, they're unwell. And essentially, you know, in your situation, you were, right? That's an eating disorder. Your mind's not thinking about things properly. And we need to be able to challenge that, which can feel very, very difficult. But usually when we start to feel like things are getting on top of us and we're having days where things are just so hard, I guess my encouragement to most people is to hold on because your breakthrough is coming. You're pushing past those fears and you're really gaining confidence in yourself and you're proving to yourself that you don't need to give in to that fear, which is super, super powerful. And another thing I wanted to touch on was around, you talked about your clothes size. And I think what's so important is that if you are choosing to live a different lifestyle and you want to make a a massive change and things like clothes don't fit you anymore, you need to get rid of those. Mm -hmm. Need to get rid of those and think about what that serves you in your life. So the thought of you being a certain size, does that make you feel validated? Does that make, does that, do you have a correlation between when you were X size, you getting compliments, you feeling more valued, you feeling better about yourself? I was thinking the other day about how, um, my so you know I've always been more on the smaller size of clothing but in a lot of tops now I need to go up to like a large which is crazy for me because I was always extra small right and that's not because I've gained a lot of fat it's because when you build muscle your body shape changes in all the right ways and mm-hmm. um though however when we think being a certain size equates to feeling more valued or, or being more attractive or like being leaner then if we've got that mentality it's really easy for us to want to hold on to that and then when we see that we're not fitting into our old clothes straight away that's oh my goodness I'm gaining all this fat and I'm getting so much bigger which is not necessarily the truth and it's exactly. letting go of all of that and not that being your identity not being your, the number on the scale and not being a dress size being who you are your identity or even how good you look as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So you did a really, really phenomenal job throughout our program and you were just so wonderful. And what I loved about you is you really shared a lot of your journey and the ups and downs, which I think 
just goes to show what kind of heart you have and you have like one of the most beautiful hearts you are such an empathetic caring giving person like you're just incredible and I know that you have helped so many people already um and the ability to have you on board as a coach is just honestly like such a blessing on our part and you've just I mean you're already family anyway so being able to kind of welcome you in as a staff member was just a natural progression so that was really really awesome I guess finishing up, I want to hear about what you are wanting to achieve as a coach. What's your heart and how are you wanting to serve others working at Guilford Method? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you. It honestly does feel like family at Girlfit Method. Like, it's unreal. I love it so much. And you're incredible, Tosh. Like, seriously, blown away by you all the time. Um, But, like, to answer your question... What I would love to like see as a coach is just freedom, honestly, just for women, you know, you know, whoever comes that I get to coach, like to feel that freedom of not having to think about food all the time, not having to worry about, you know, the scale all the time and, and even just education, because there's so much false information out there. Um, And it, the diet industry is such a such a huge massive industry and so much of it that you know is being sold isn't true and so they can just like create more and more problems and for me it's like education but it's also just to see to see women be and step fully into who they are and loving who they are and feeling confident and empowered because gosh I just think for myself like what could I have accomplished had I not been thinking about food 24 seven for the past seven years? And there are just so many incredible women out there. Every single one is incredible and has something in their heart to give and has something that they bring to the table. But the thing is, is that disorder eating, eating disorders, being tripped up around food is like casting like a blanket over all of that, all of the light that they have to shine. And I just wanted to see women like standing and being fully who they are and loving who they are, because I don't know. I just think every woman has so much to offer and disordered eating just can totally rob a person of who they are and all the gifts that they have to give. And that would be like, That's my goal as a coach is to really strive to bring that out of people, but also like leave each person like fully in love with who they are and embracing even the bits that they don't like about themselves. And so I would say that like, that's my goal. Like that is like, that's my passion. That's like what I'm driving towards. Wow. Well said. And that's why we love you. And you're going to, and you're already making such a huge impact. So I think it's really important um, that if you could share where people can find you, because you put out some really incredible content, very relatable, especially if you are going through um, a reverse diet at the moment. So what is your Instagram handle, Kat? Yeah, so it's at Cats in Your Corner on Instagram. And that's honestly the only place I'm at right now. Love it. Go ahead and follow her. Thank you so much, Kat, for jumping on today. I've loved chatting with you. 
Thank you so much for listening, guys. How incredible is Kat? I'm super excited to have her a part of the team. And I love the fact that she's actually been through the whole coaching process with us prior. So she really can empathize with our girls and understand the hard times, the good times, and how she can be such an incredible support to them because she's actually been in their position before. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share it, take a screenshot, pop it onto your stories, or share it with a friend that you know that needs to hear this. Until next time, guys, big love, Coach Tash.